My name is Jenny Bowden, and I believe that having the life of your dreams starts with doing things every single day that you're probably not very good at yet. I hope you come to this podcast daring to dream, daring to light your heart on fire, but also realizing that the end results of your efforts right now might be pitiful, might be so much less than you imagined they would be, and that that is okay. That is just the way it should be. Hey, welcome back. Um, I am so sorry for everyone who listened to last week's episode. That wind was absolutely crazy, and I'm going to try and dive into that concept that I was kind of trying to give you a little snippet of with all the wind, with all the craziness. Um, and uh, we'll save my sister, the podcast that my sister and I are doing together for next week. So we'll just kind of push that one back a little bit. Um, but I want to back up and talk about perfectionism a little bit. Um, this podcast is really, I don't know if you've picked that up yet, I hope you have, but it's really trying to fight against um, the feelings and the motivations that go along with um, this kind of perfectionist mindset. Okay, so it's really important to realize that perfectionism lives in this kind of space of wanting and needing to control, uh, maybe micromanage a lot of things around you. Okay, note that I say around you because this is where anxiety thrives. When we look at things outside of ourselves and try to basically control and manage things that we cannot, like we're physically incapable of managing and controlling. And anxiety loves to thrive in this place of perfection because there's nothing for us to do with the energy and the motive, the drive, whatever you want to call it, that we feel when we are feeling things that we can't control, when we are focusing on things that we can't control. Okay? Now, I'm saying, talking about things we can't control a lot. Um, I hope you have a kind of vivid picture of what that is. Let's kind of go through that. Um, so a great example of something that you can't control is other people's reactions to things. Um, you cannot control the way people choose to, the, the habits that people choose to engage in. You cannot control um, poor behavior on any level that is outside of yourself. Um, and we'll get into that because at first you might be thinking, well, what, what are you supposed to do, Jen? Just ignore everything? Um, no, absolutely not. So we'll dive into that. Um, but first I want to talk about gratitude, okay? Um, I've read a lot recently about gratitude and it really seems like gratitude is the antidote for anxiety and stress. And I think that the reason this is because gratitude just absolutely grounds us in a sense of what we have, right? When you, when you start thinking thoughts of gratitudes, you're saying, like I'm saying, oh, I'm so thankful for, um, 
the ability I have to do this. I'm so thankful for uh, the chance that I have to whatever. Um, and it's all things that I personally have power over that I either possess or that, um, that a gift that I have, a skill that I have. Um, and uh, we can be grateful for our friends and our family members, um, but, but we're just grateful for that relationship. Um, we're, when you are thinking about a relationship in terms of gratitude, you're not trying to control it or manipulate it. So, okay, this really, this concept that I want to discuss today really kind of came more clearly to me when um, I was at a, like a little training meeting um, for faces. Um, some of you know what that is, but it's an outdoor education character development program that I work with in the summer. And um, one of the girls that was in kind of a, a group I was in at one point, she said, you know what, I really struggled with postpartum depression this year. She just had her first little boy. And I took a class with some other moms and one of the instructors taught about this concept of responsibility to something feeling responsibility to something or someone rather than responsibility for other people, okay? Um, and that just really clicked for me, okay? So the difference is you want to feel responsible to someone, the people in your life, not responsible for them, okay? Um it was kind of funny because when we were doing this group exercise, um, we came together to discuss our ideas and it became clear immediately as we started discussing that the people in my group had spent more time focusing on how the, the individual work they were doing before that was going to be perceived rather than really thinking through and working on that themselves, for themselves. And it was interesting being in this little group and I kind of looked around and asked them a question, you know, how many of us, how much time did we actually spend thinking about how what we were doing was going to be perceived and worrying about that rather than worrying about the task at hand? I think that's a really good question to ask ourselves. You know, how often do I spend worrying about how something is going to be perceived rather than the thing itself? Okay. And this is kind of like the Rachel Hollis. This is probably her most famous quote, I think, from Girl Stop or Girl Wash Your Face as um, someone else's opinion of you is none of your business. And I love that, but I want to take it a step further, which is um, anything you can't control is not worth worrying about, okay? Anything. So this, like, I think the opinion thing 
is so great. It's so great to realize that we don't have to be worried about the opinions of other people, but we also don't have to be worried about um, the poor behavior of other people. We also don't have to be worried about a poor reaction from a spouse or a child. Um, okay, and remember, let's get back to this concept of responsibility to versus responsibility for, okay? Because I'm not suggesting that we throw up our hands with life and don't care about anything or be concerned about anything. No, that's, that's like... We're not taking perfectionism and flying to another very unhealthy side of the spectrum. We want to sit in this very healthy, beautiful middle space, this middle place of patience with yourself, first of all, and a desire to work within the things that you can control and be super motivated and excited about becoming excellent in those things, but also this very confident patience with other people. Okay. That's in my experience, really, really hard to do. Um, so we just have to realize, we have to realize that worrying and stressing about other people's decisions, the reactions that other people have to us is just not our job. It's a waste of time and energy and it's this place which is just a breeding ground for those feelings of anxiety and stress, okay? Um, when my son was really little, we've got a little giggler here too. Sorry, we had the wind last week and the gigglers today. Um, when my son was about two, he really, really struggled to control his, like, violence. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Um, he was... Sorry, the giggling is getting pretty intense. Just a second. So he really struggled, um, yeah, to control his um, urges towards violence. He was just this little chubby two-year-old, a little big for his age, and very strong. And when he'd get in a, another group of little kids, or even just another little kid, and someone took a toy that he was interested in, it was like watching the Hulk. His little, his little fists would start to kind of shake a little bit and clench right up, white knuckle. And um, you'd watch him handle the situation in a way that was very embarrassing, um, that made it really hard to be around other children um, because he was, yes, yeah, so, so he'd just like mow them right over or um, yeah, hit really hard. And um, obviously that wasn't comfortable for me as a mother. Um, so we would, we would talk after an incident or sometimes uh, during an interception of the violence that was about to ensue and I would look him in the eye and we would say, Hiram, who controls Hiram? And you could see his little, his little thoughts thinking about this concept. And after a little while, um, the anger would start to dissipate and he, 
this, this big grin would spread across his, his face and he would just say, Hiram does. And you could see him just start to own that and get so excited about the fact that he controls himself. Because that's an exciting concept. Honestly, it is. It's like the greatest gift that we've been given that no one else can control ourselves except us. Um, but in that moment, it wasn't just a gift to him to hear that. Um, it was also a gift to me as a parent because um, in those moments, it was so easy to really um, internalize that poor behavior, to look at the situation and say, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a terrible job as a mother. Um, I must be somehow doing something wrong. So because my child is behaving in this way um, or to, to go to like extreme methods of dealing with the behavior, like, oh, we can't be social anymore because my child is acting like this. Um, I have to control the situation, basically. That's the place that my brain naturally wanted to go. And we would sit together and talk about who controls Hiram. We would both have this kind of... We both come to this very empowered place of feeling like, okay, now we can move on with the situation. Now we can both grow and learn and and keep working on the things that we respectively have control over. Not delving into this zone of I do not have, of things that I do not have control over, okay? Um, I have another little example. Sorry for all the mom examples, but it is, motherhood is seriously the trenches and you learn a lot of things about yourself in mothering these little souls. So, Another quick example that kind of gives you a little more insight into this um, from, from a negative. We, we usually order our groceries online. So Superstore does this amazing service. It's called Click and Collect. And I can go online in like five minutes, select my groceries. And then while I'm doing errands, I just pop over to Superstore and... They bring my groceries out on this little rolly cart. It costs $3, and it is honestly like the best money I ever spend is those $3 every week. Um, so I do that, and this one week, not too long ago, I was not very on the ball. I just hadn't had time to order my groceries the day before, so I thought, oh, we'll just go into town and get them. And as we're going through the store, I have all three of my kids with me, and I'm thinking, this is kind of fun. Like, why do I order my groceries? We get to, like, pick out our own produce, and the kids are being so good. And look, we're doing some kind of, like, math as we compare prices with Hiram. So we're learning, and this is so wonderful. And then we get to the checkout. And as usual, because I had forgot about this, all, like, the, everything falls apart. And my well-behaved children turn into animals. Um... And they're doing all these things. It is so frustrating. And all of a sudden, and I didn't see what led up to this at all, but my middle child, Emery, she's usually so gentle and sweet. She's my kind of like calmer, I don't know, less destructive one. And I look over 
and her little sister is right in front of her. They're having some kind of dispute, and Emery, I'm not, she slaps her little sister so hard, right? So there's all these people standing around watching my crazy children, um, like the cashier and all the people who are doing their groceries, and they watch my child slap her, not even her older sister, her younger sister. And I was so embarrassed. And honestly, the situation was already so far escalated at that point that I should have known better. I should have known, I should have worried about the things that I could control in that moment. But instead, I was worrying about everyone else. I was worrying about what that cashier thought. I was worrying about um, what my children would think of me if I didn't address that moment right then and say, you know what, this is not okay, and crack down on it. And I was, um, yeah, I just got, I went completely outside of my realm of control and the things that I knew I could do and needed to deal with. And yeah, sat in that place of stress, anxiety. What are they thinking? How can I make myself look like a better mom in this situation? Because right now everyone thinks I suck. Okay. And so I dropped all the groceries, like left everything, marched after my little daughter, the one who had slapped, and took her into a corner and sternly rebuked the behavior. And she was so far gone, she wouldn't even acknowledge, it was completely unproductive. And then my other two were kind of like running around and then the, the littlest one felt bad because I was scolding the middle one and she started screaming and crying and she didn't want her sister to be, it was just a mess, it was a total mess. And if I had been worried about not what other people thought of me, I would have taken my children Oh my gosh, speaking of children, I would have taken my children and the groceries and we would have got to the safety of the car, collected ourselves, and then dealt with the situation once it was way more diffused than that. Okay, and the little people are calling me, as you can hear, so it's time to finish up. They were playing Play-Doh and it seems like they have finished. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to leave those thoughts with you, give you something to mull over this week, give you something to think. Just, yeah, just a great question to ask yourself. Is this something I can control? Is this a space where I can feel comforted by that sense of control? Um, yeah, picture yourself as that little two-year-old, my son Hiram, is that, can I empower myself even if I'm acting badly? Even if I'm coming from a place where I'm disappointed with my behavior, where I'm causing other people grief, can I call attention to the control that I have and use that to make great changes? And by the way, my son is now a very gentle playmate. Over time, he's totally learned um, about some of the things that he really values and how to, how to navigate the sense of frustration that he sometimes feels when he's with other people. As, and I'm sure we can all relate to that, right? Um, anyways, 
Hope you guys have a great week. Before we end off, um, I am so excited to run next week. Oh my gosh. So we've got some great people coming out. I have to make sure I post a tutorial on how to make your own flower crown. So I'll do that. Um, June 22nd at 9 a.m. The Aiming for Done run. Also exciting too um, is that the restaurant here in town in Picture Butte uh, is offering a little free drink with every meal that you purchase for participants in the run only. So, sorry, non-alcoholic drink, obviously. Um, is that obvious? I don't know. Anyways, um, so that's exciting. It's like seriously my favorite place to eat. So they have like the most delicious burgers you've ever had in your life and a lot of other delicious things too. Um, so it'd be kind of fun to meet up after that when we're all starved from our run and yeah hop onto instagram let me know what you thought about this episode share it with your friends and uh yeah we'll we'll see you at the aiming for done run even if you can't seriously even if you can't come run 10k grab grab your husband grab your kids put them in a stroller um get running and definitely post it on social media. It'd be so fun to see y'all running. Hope you guys have a great day and thanks for putting up with the screams. I'm going to try and get the sound quality better, but for now, this is what it is. Love ya. Love ya.